Good afternoon, everybody. This is Blake Ruby, the Reverend Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, Church of the Soul's Evolution, where I talk about spirituality. Really strong spirituality and holding nothing back. And today, I'm going to offer you the opportunity to rebut anything that I'm saying. I consider myself a Christian, but I don't believe in some things in the Bible. And I'm a truth seeker myself. I hope everyone is, because don't you know, we live in a land of confusion, a world of confusion, a world of confusion. It's like that song by Genesis, way back when, back in the 80s. So, and I've said things about what the Christians believe, what the Christian religion believes in before in the past. I'm going to say them again now, all in the effort to get to the truth. And I believe that human beings are either young souls or intermediate souls, somewhere in between old and young, or young souls. Young souls, well, they can be stubborn, you know. And we all have that ability to be stubborn. And I don't want to say anything negative or offend anyone, but I'm trying this for the first time. And there's a lot of things about Christianity that I don't believe in, such as where it says that the the earth and the sun and the stars were created in one week, which, according to astronomical standards, is impossible. It takes about 100,000 years, according to my best estimates, for one single solar system to be created. 100,000 years. So, I see that there's a lot of flawed reasoning would be in the minds of some Christians. I see it all the time. I go to church. I can take it because I know the truth. And when you know the truth, you're not worried about having your faith shaken. I've got an open mind. Some people have closed minds. So, if one thing in the Bible is wrong, other things can be wrong as well. For example, the devil being rebellious, and, and now we can have it here on earth for all human beings. I don't believe that. If you believe in an omnipotent God and an omnipotent God, then an omniscient God, then you would have to reason that that God would have the power and knowledge not to create a being who he would know in advance anyway that they were going to rebel. He wouldn't create a being like that. But humans are separate. We have free will. He's given us free will. That's why we're in the kind of the mess we are in sometimes. But God, that's one thing. God will not allow an angel to be disobedient. Anyone who thinks otherwise is just making it, making it up, you know? They don't know all the details, so to speak. And also, the Creator would not give an angel the same power, power equal to his or her own. So that's another example of flawed rationale. And they're not being a mother god, another example of flawed rationale. We are the children of God. And I hear it more and more each day. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Only begotten son? Are you kidding me? What does that make me? Who am I? 
there's a lot of people in this world, billions of them, and we're all the children of God. And Jesus, when he taught us how to pray on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Our Father who art in heaven. So that just throws John 3.16 out the window. Anyone who disagrees is not thinking like a rational person. And with there being a mother God, who out there would want to say to the Father God that he has not the right to have a woman by his side? What makes you think he wouldn't? Being a man, a man has his desires. A man likes to reproduce. The same in the spirit world. They have that act, if you will, of reproduction. And I guarantee, I've, I've read it before in the, from the great psychic medium, Sylvia Brown's book. And I mentioned this in the previous show. Suffice it to say, our life in the spirit lands is going to continue on much like it is right here and now. So that's one thing. We are all children of the mother and father God who created our souls and spirits by that merging of spirits and the synchronization of thoughts and the speaking of words. Right? You don't, some people don't know that. I'm almost 68 years old. I've been studying this stuff for years. Some people, they just believe what they're told. They don't walk alone. You have to walk alone in this world. You're going to be buried alone. So walk alone. I suggest, my friends, and you can't tell, like they've done before in the past, they don't include a mother God in the Bible, which is ridiculous. It stands to reason that children are created by a mother and father. We live in a universe of Alpha and Omega, yin and the yang, the positive and negative, male and female. That's the universe we live in, period. You can't have children without a mother and a father. It's just that male-dominated society that lived way back then that people are still hanging on to all those traditional beliefs and values without reasoning it through, only because they're conforming. They're afraid to step outside the box and have people criticizing. Well, I'm not that way. And heaven. They don't tell you where heaven is, do they? It's just some place. I'll tell you where it is. Look up in the sky. There's a fire up there in the sky. Doesn't that sound a little bit unusual to you? A little bit strange? Do you believe you have a spirit in your body? Do you? Because that spirit is made of light energy. Electrons. So when you die, here on Earth, and we're all going to die, and that's kind of scary, because it happens every day around the world, 40,000 people around the world each day die, approximately. The spirits pop out of the body and they go to wherever their, their soul groups are according to their spiritual development here on Earth. Go down, you can stay on the plane of the Earth like ghosts do, go up into the sky, or rise up above the clouds or to the the final heaven, if you will, the third heaven, the highest heaven, which is the sun. The world of fire, but the spirit can live in fire. You should know that. Anyway, and then, it's almost Easter time. And tomorrow is Palm Sunday. We're going to celebrate it at church. And I enjoy 
the history lesson, if you will, going back in time. What I especially like about Jesus is the miracles are the miracles that he performed while here on earth. Most people just kind of ignore that and think that he died for us then. Well, that's if you believe in Adam and Eve. I don't believe in Adam and Eve. I believe in extraterrestrials who came from another planet and populated this planet, like in Atlantis and Lemuria, otherwise known as Mu. Those were the original inhabitants of Earth. They came from a planet in our Milky Way galaxy. And that's what happened, according to the book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet. Buy that book, please. Otherwise known as, also known as, Thiauba, T-H-I-A-O-U-B-A, the Golden Planet. Adam and Eve is a fantasy. I believe, and you know, we're all entitled to our opinions. But my rationale is there are inconsistencies in that story. At one point, they say in the Bible that I think Cain and Abel fought, and I think Abel defeated him. If I'm not mistaken, not don't put too much belief in a lot of the things. Some of the things the Bible, not a lot, but some of the things the Bible says. And then he went. And this was supposed to be right at the beginning, and then he went over to a, a city which was just around the corner and, and then mingled with the people there. It says that in the Bible. But we don't need our sins forgiven from a person who came, who was just like you and me, who walked this earth, who had bowel movements and had to relieve himself several times a day, had to eat food. You tell that to some Christians, and they just don't want to hear it because they're lost in a fantasy world. And I, I am too sometimes. I have been before in the past. A fantasy world. They're not in touch with reality. They watch TV. All this violence on TV. It's no wonder we've had wars throughout the years because wars are right there on television. People killing each other, being blown up, murdered. All the this most terrible, heinous crimes that you can imagine are right there on television. And you don't think that we kind of emulate, some people don't emulate or, or copy that behavior. If you don't think that, then your rationale is flawed again. My rationale gets flawed. The thing is, we live in a universe that's actually teeming with life, but our scientists and astronomers haven't, haven't proven it. And we're stuck in this gap. Just like hundreds of years ago when people thought the world was flat and people thought that the Earth was at the center of the universe and everything revolved around the Earth. Now we're in that same gap before it was proven where we think that we're alone in the universe. Every day we're discovering planets out there and solar systems. Every single star in the evening sky is a separate solar system. And so it was with the Big Bang when... The physical universe was created one solar system at a time until it filled up enough to where you had a, an individual galaxy, a unit of solar systems. And then another galaxy began 
being created one solar system at a time. And here we are, billions of light years from the center of the universe, in a spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy, in a spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy. And people don't believe there's life. If all this life on Earth happened by accident, all the millions of insects, the million, over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish, over 10,000 types of birds, over 10,000 types of reptiles, over 9,000 types of amphibians, over 5,000 types of mammals. It all happened by accident. Then logically, it happened by accident in that first solar system, or the second, or the tenth, or in another galaxy. Logically, logically. Come on now. Think logically. But if there is a creator who is powerful and knowledgeable enough to create all this life on Earth, logically, that creator would have the same, would have the power and the knowledge to create either the same life or different life like we couldn't even comprehend or imagine anywhere. And I do mean anywhere, okay? Anywhere. Come on. That's logic. And with Jesus, first of all, you have to believe the miracles. Are you a believer in the miracles? All the miracles that Jesus performed? Rather than knowing that he died for our sins, what makes you think you need an intermediary to have your sense of it. Do you think they died for me back then? He died for me 2,000 years ago, knowing that Blake would be 2,000 years later with need repentance from his sins when I can pray directly to my mother and father in heaven and ask for their forgiveness? I don't need an intermediary. Other religions in the world don't either. I try telling that to the Muslims or the Hindus or the Buddhists. They'll think you're crazy. And what makes you think you're more powerful in your beliefs than they are? That's why there's been wars before in the past. There have been wars before in the past because some people are so stubborn in their beliefs, they're willing to fight and go to war over their beliefs. But I submit to you that the Jesus that died on the cross because he wasn't the same Jesus who was born in Bethlehem. And it's in the book, and I've talked about it before on shows. I'm not going to go into the details of that Jesus who was born in Bethlehem. Suffice it to say, he was an advanced soul but being born into this world, he had to cross over through the river of oblivion where all the memories of his past lives were erased. And he didn't, couldn't have had the knowledge, even working with the Nagas of the old time, to perform the miracles he did. But enter Jesus, the extraterrestrial, who had a human body built for him, just like they did in the movie Avatar, that blue body. And then he put his spirit or astral body inside that and drove it around, just like in the movie Avatar. And with the help of a spaceship above the clouds out of sight, he's able to perform all those miracles. And then when the time came, time came when he was hung on the cross and died and his heart stopped beating and he stopped breathing, then he was put into the tomb. And guess what? Who we're singing a song tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, but on Easter Sunday called He Arose. And it's a cool song. It says... Um, Friday night, not Friday night, not Saturday night, but early Sunday morning, he rose. Well, I submit to you, he might have risen before then, even Friday night, when he was put into the tomb. No one would have known, right, because the stone was rolled in front of the tomb. No one was looking inside to see when he disappeared, if you know what I mean. Come on. That's the kind of thinking that is inspirational, that is enlightened. That's enlightened thinking. 
he was beamed out of the tomb by the spaceship, just like in Star Trek. If you don't believe that, then you're not thinking with a, an advanced soul mentality. Taken aboard the spaceship, just like they created the body, they were able to patch it up. They probably left, left some holes in his teeth and his hands where the nails had been just to prove that he was indeed crucified. And then he walked around for 40 days proving what? What did he prove by walking around after the resurrection? That God is real, for one thing. And if you believe that he died for our sins, well then, because he came back to life, where does that make you, what does that put you right now? I'm going to open it up for anyone that wants to call in. BBS Radio, 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. But these are the rules of the games, my friend. These are the rules of the game. You get to say your part for about a minute or so, and then I cut. I'll say cut, and that's it. And then I'm going to offer a rebuttal, and that's no more, if you want to, okay? So those are the rules of the game. And be pleasant. Be respectful. If you're rude in any way, I'm going to say cut. Please cut them off. And then we'll go to the next caller, okay? So remember, I'm not here to shake your face. I'm just trying to say the truth. And if your faith is built on truth, then you won't mind. Then you'll feel secure. And you won't mind what is being said, if you know what I mean. Let me repeat that again. If your faith is built on truth, if your faith is built on truth, then you have nothing to worry about. And if you're worried, then there might be some flaws in your rationale. Okay? In the meantime, I'm going to read from this book, Ducking to the Night Planet. You know what I like about having my own radio show? That is, I can talk for an hour, and I've done it before many times. I've had my radio show now, show for over four years. And these words, these thoughts are going out into the atmosphere. You better believe it. And yours are also. We're like a microcosm of the universe where every word that we speak has an impact each and everybody on this planet. And it goes up into the psychosphere of this planet in the atmosphere and also being recorded in heaven, you know. The citizens of heaven may even be listening to some heavenly kind of computer to the things we say. You better believe it, because that's where we're going one day, you know? So it behooves us to prepare ourselves. This is what I'm doing. I know that I have a following. Let's just leave it at that. People believe in their core being in some of the things I say. Maybe not everything. I realize sometimes my rationale is flawed. But I have an open mind and listen to good reasoning. But I don't have the entire big picture, and that's why we're here. Piece it all together, you know? And stop this war that's going on and have peace. Live in peace and harmony. The ways our children and their children and future generations to come, the way we're going right now, 
this when we think we're doing good, we have this war in the Ukraine. But my friends, I tell you, I don't believe in the devil like I said. The devil works for God. The devil is only Archangel Lucifer, just like Archangel Michael is in charge of the angels. Archangel Lucifer is in charge of the demons. And the demons are real and they exist for a purpose, and that is to keep people on their missions, on their path through intimidation, through irritation, harassing people, to get them back on their path. And don't you know there's some evil person, people in this world, unfortunately, who need that kind of prompting to get back on the path of righteousness. You know, that's what demons do. And then Archangel Lucifer is also in charge of God's jail. You know what that is? H-E-L-L, God's jail. For those people that commit those crimes, you know, murder, rape, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse even, non-believers, they're all going there, possibly, possibly. There's always the ability to repent and reconcile yourself with your loving mother and father God in heaven on the sun. Of course, there are other sons out there which should make you realize that even though we may be born on a sun, we could be born on a different sun in the galaxy or another galaxy because some of us are advanced souls and have lived many lives before this life here on Earth. Makes sense. You know past lives are real. Reincarnation is real. Anyone who doesn't believe in that is just thinking like a young soul. You know? Trying to make some changes. Because we are living in a world of confusion. The time is always right for spiritual development. Unless you want to go and watch. Unless you want to go and watch all those violent programs on television or in the movies. They want your money. Yeah, you can see people getting cut in half and shot up and blown up and talk about nuclear war and oblivion and the heroes come to the rescue and the good defeats the bad at the end. How about John Wick? He kills like 112 last and John Wick 3, I think he killed 115 people in a movie. Real people, you know, supposedly in a movie with families, even though they're the bad guys, right? Isn't that crazy? Crazy? You don't think so? Do you want a future for your children? Or death and destruction? Everybody. That's the road that we were heading on. I'm not going to say we're heading on. That is a very possible outcome for us. I don't even like going down that road. It's so, you know, hard to even think about for me. Suffice it to say, every day is a blessing, a gift. Every day of life is a gift. And all I can say, in addition to that, I can say, thank you, Supreme Creator of the universe. You are awesome. I see the stars up in the sky at night with the really suns. I think, oh my God, there's so many of them. I mean, 
You know what? If you could focus in on all the stars that are out there outside of our atmosphere, you know, we're limited to seeing certain things, especially the, I mean, certain stars, especially if you live in a city, you know, and the lights of the city kind of keep us from seeing all the stars that are out there. I guarantee you that there are stars in every, multiple stars in every square inch of the sky all the way around the world. Everywhere. Multiple stars. Just look at some of the Hubble Space Telescope pictures. Some people are just afraid to develop themselves spiritually. It's a resistance to evolution. But they're going to regret it, I guarantee. Those people will regret it when they die, when they pass over to the spirit lands, and they're going to be so regretful and so remorseful or not having developed themselves spiritually when they had the opportunity. Why? Because they were held back by people. They were afraid of um, being ostracized. They were part of a group that didn't make a whole lot of sense, couldn't answer all the questions sometimes. Wasn't really into all the details of stuff, you know. Didn't believe that there was life out there in the universe when I just proved to you by logic if it happened here by accident, if it happened by accident anywhere. It just goes over their head. And if there's a creator who's powerful and knowledgeable enough to create all this life, like there's a bird out there in the tree, which is thing, logically that creator would have the power and knowledge to create life anywhere in the universe. That's logic. Anyone who doesn't believe that, then there's, you know, atheists are like that. But sometimes they don't care about logic, they just want to take the opposite stand, you know? You're in a room with them and you're watching a football game, if you're you know, it's a game between the Giants and the Patriots, or you're a Giant fan, they're going to automatically take the Patriots. You know, that's just the kind of mentality they have, which is not a bad thing. It helps make us better, you know? So, I guess no one's trying to call in. That's okay. I'm not offended. What I'm going to do right now, though, is read from this book and tell you who Jesus really was. So it's good in a way, knowing that there might be people out there, like-minded people like myself, who believe there is life out there, who believe in some things in the Bible that are not 100% accurate. Don't get me wrong, I believe in a lot of things the Bible says to include some very wise things, very helpful things, things that will help us in our daily lives to find truth about the patriarchs and the disciples of the Bible who actually lived back then, and we can expect to see them when we get to heaven. Jesus Christ died on the cross will be there. We're going to see angels. Angels are everywhere in heaven. And you're going to remember, once you get there, you're going to remember all of a sudden it will come back to you just like that. As if it was yesterday. All the years that you lived here on earth, hopefully, you'll live to be a ripe old age. It will come back to you. This is my home. Earth is not my home. And that's what we do. We're souls on a soul's journey. We travel around the universe, this galaxy or another galaxy, 
being born on another planet. Oh, my God, there are so many planets that are available for you to choose and be born into again with another mother. Yeah, it's true. I only speak truth on this show. That's all I'm concerned about. So, let me read from this book. I like reading, reading out loud. So, Michael Desmarquette is the author of this book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet, and he's with one of the extraterrestrials. Her name is Thio, I should say is her name, because these extraterrestrials are actually transgender or hermaphrodite. They're nine feet tall. They've visited the Earth before in the past. They've been called giants. Some of the civilizations, like on Easter Island, had contact with them. And, of course, they're extremely intelligent and very advanced spiritually. In fact, in our Milky Way galaxy, which has maybe 10 million stars, according to my estimates, not as much as astronomers and scientists say, because don't you know, they over-exaggerate to try to make themselves more important. That's the only way I can think of it, why they do that. Believe what I'm saying. We don't need to over-exaggerate numbers, because it just boggles some people's minds, and they just forget about it. Give them something more tangible that they can grasp their minds around like how long it took for the solar system to get created. They say 5 billion years or 4 billion years. The sun is 4 billion years old. No. Planet Earth is approximately 2 million years old. Our sun just a little bit older than that. The universe is 14 billion years old, 14 to 15 billion years old. That's true. We agree upon that. The size of it, I disagree with. I say it's approximately 31 billion light years in diameter. They say, according to Google, they say like 90 billion. So the suns in the Milky Way galaxy are about 10 million. But don't you know, 10 million is a really large number. 10 million? Come on. Even a million. That's in our own galaxy. And planets, habitable planets in our Milky Way galaxy, just like Earth. Are you ready? They'll say, Google says something like 5 billion. Now, according to my best estimates, 30,000 planets, just like Earth, in our Milky Way galaxy alone. And if you don't believe there's life on any of those planets, then... Because they probably have water, and water is the key ingredient to life. Then you're you're reasoning like a fifth grader or a young soul, the way I put it. No disrespect intended. Because don't you know we're all co-creator gods in the making? And I love you as being my fellow brother and sister in spirit. You know, we're killing our brothers and sisters in spirit on here on Earth in wars, and we've done that for years. Don't you think we need a different path? And I'll tell you how. Not only through prayer, but even your single individual prayer can make a difference, my friend. But I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It can make a big difference. 
and we need to start doing it as soon as possible. Because you guys got guys like Putin. And Mr. Trump, with all due respect to him, I kind of liked him, you know, when he was president. Just before in the past, Stalin, Saddam Hussein, Mussolini, Alexander the Great, Caesar, all these famous rulers from the past. You notice there's one thing missing in that equation? Where is the female leadership? We need more female leadership, my friends. We need an American president, a woman as an American president. Almost had it with Hillary. Dang, I was upset. I voted for Hillary. But I voted for Mr. Trump in the last election. And the way things are going right now, you know, because of the inflation and the high gas prices, I might just vote for him again. But I really would like to see a female president. I think we need more female leadership in this world. We need to change our society from a paternal one to a maternal society. And then, you know, women are very, would be very hesitant to send their sons to war, to die, for no good reason. You know what I mean? Women respect life more than men. They aren't in competition with each other as much. Margaret Thatcher was a great leader over in England there. So don't you know that's true? We need more female leadership. Men, you've failed before in the past. I mean, we're still here today. Thank God for that. But you've had started too many wars in the past, and you're still starting wars. Give you all this money and power, and then you just have to use that war machine, you know. Mothers, sons, children, they're sent to war, they die, they cry. It's sad. The men don't really know how to lead. Women do. Try raising a family on your own like a lot of women do, and you don't understand what I mean. So, read from this book. Michael's with this extraterrestrial. Michael with this Marquette. He recently passed away. He's an awesome, he really was an awesome man. And he's a, a very humorous author. You should read the book. Read the book. Bioob of the Golden Planet or Abduction of the Night Planet. So, he's talking with this extraterrestrial by the name of Thio, T-H-A-O. How am I doing on time? 6.37. And it's on page 216, halfway through the chapter, Who Was Christ? As I was explaining to you, we have the knowledge. We can revive the dead, cure the deaf and the blind, make people who are paralyzed. We can cure any malady we care to make. We are masters not of nature, but in nature. And we can do the thing most difficult of all. We can generate life spontaneously. Out of the release of cosmic rays, we can create any type of living creature, including a human being. That's not science fiction, my friends. That's reality. Believe it. Please. 
You mean that you've mastered the test tube baby, said Michael? Not at all, Michael. You reason like an earthling. We can create a human body just like in the movie Avatar, right? Except they created the blue body. So it's not hard for us to imagine that some society, some civilization out there can create any kind of body, any kind of body. That is done only by the great Thaori, T-H-A-O-I, who are like their elders, very beautifully smart, intelligent, incredibly intelligent beings. Taking infinite care, for the human body must be inhabited by several bodies, as you are aware, the physiological, the astral, etc. If not, it would be merely a robot. Perfect knowledge is therefore required for such an undertaking. What time do you need to create a baby, said Michael. You have not quite asked what I am saying, Michael said, Sio. I'm speaking not of a baby, but in this case, of an adult human being. A man of 20 or 30 years of age can be created by the Thyori in approximately 24 of your Earth hours. As one might expect, I was completely stunned by this disclosure. I had traveled in a spaceship at a speed several times that of light and had found myself billions of kilometers from my home. I had met extraterrestrials, traveled in astral bodies, journeyed in time to witness years ago. I could now see or understand languages I'd never heard before. I had even visited briefly the first parallel universe. I thought I knew what there was to be known by an earthling of these people and their capabilities. Thanks to the explanation given to me, now, it seemed I was being told that this was like an hors d'oeuvre. My host could create a living human being in 24 hours. Trial, the extraterrestrial, was watching me, reading me like an open book. Now that you follow my meaning, Michael, I'll finish the story, which is going to interest so many of your fellow men insofar as the Bible has distorted it a little. So our angel, in quotation marks, which is really an extraterrestrial, implanted an embryo so that Mary, a virgin, found herself pregnant. By acting in this way, we hope to attract the attention of the people and emphasize that the coming of Jesus was really a remarkable event. On the birth of the child, we appeared before the shepherds in the same way that I demonstrated a few moments ago. We didn't send the three famous wise men. They are part of the legend that has been grafted onto real events. However, we did guide the shepherds and a group of the people towards the spot where Jesus was born. This was accomplished by sending forth one of our spears that came out of their spaceship and rendered it illuminous. Luminous. The optical effect made it indeed resemble a star over Bethlehem. Nowadays, if you were to do such a thing, people would be crying, UFO! Eventually, the priests and those who the priests named prophets learned of the birth. In view of the phenomena of the star and the 
angels, the extraterrestrials. The prophets announced to the people the birth of the Messiah, referring to him as the king of the Jews. King Herod, however, had spies in all quarters, as most leaders do. When they reported these remarkable events to him, he found it all difficult to understand and became frightened. In those times, the lives of the people were worth little to their leaders. Herod had no qualms about ordering the deaths of 2,606 babies in the region. While these deaths were being carried out, we evacuated under hypnosis Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus, as well as two donkeys in our spaceship, depositing them in a spot quite close to you see now how the facts have been distorted. Now there are other details which were reported conscientiously, but they are inaccurate due to lack of information. Let me explain. The baby Jesus, born in Bethlehem, proved by the miracles pertaining to his birth that he was quite special and was in fact the Messiah. So we had captured the imagination of the people, but like say, when a baby is born, its astral body cannot know all, in quotation marks, in regard to its previous knowledge. This was the case of Moses, too, and yet he was a great person. We required a messenger who would be able to persuade humanity that there was another life beyond this one through reincarnation of the astral body, etc., this was no longer commonly accepted, and civilizations on Earth had become more and more degraded following the disappearance of Atlantis. You know that when you want to explain something that is not a material fact, even to your closest friends, you are confronted by skepticism. People seek material and if they don't see it with their own eyes, they won't believe. In order to transmit our message, we needed someone who behaved like an extraordinary being, like someone coming from the heavens, who performed what would appear to be miracles, in quotation marks. Such a person would be believed, and his teachings would be listened to. And indeed, that's happened even over the centuries, this thing, 23 And that story is now still going strong like before. Strong as ever. Strong as ever. As you know, an astral body being reincarnated as a baby passes through the river of oblivion, just like I said, and its earlier material knowledge is effaced or erased. Therefore, the child born in Bethlehem would not have been able to perform miracles even if he lived to 100 years of age. However, he was a superior being like Moses. This is proven by the way he astonished temple doctors at the age of 12. Like the very young people now on earth who are called geniuses because they seem to have a calculation in their heads, Jesus was a human being inhabited by a highly evolved astral body. And yet, even if he'd studied in the very advanced schools on earth, amongst the Nagas, for example, he never could have acquired the knowledge to revive the dead, cure the sick. I know that on earth, there are people who believe that from the 12 until his return to Judea, Jesus studied in the monasteries of India and Tibet. 
This is how they tried to explain the gap that exists in the Bible when Jesus simply disappeared from Bethlehem. He left his parents' home at the age of 14, accompanied by his 12-year-old brother, Yuriki. He traveled to Burma, India, China, and Japan. His brother accompanied Jesus everywhere until Yuriki was accidentally killed in China. Jesus took a lock of Yuriki's hair with him, for he loved him very much. Jesus was 50 years of age when he arrived in Japan, where he married and had three daughters. Finally, he died in the Japanese village of Shingo. He had lived for 45 years. He was buried in Shingo, which is on the main island of Japan, Honshu, and beside the tomb is another, containing the little box holding Yuiki's lock of hair. Those of you fellow men who like evidence can go to Shingo, formerly known as Herai, H-E-R-A-I, in the district of Aomori, A-O-M-O-R-I. You can also check it out on the Internet. But let's go back to our precise mission in this regard. The only messenger we could send to Earth had to be one of us. The Christ who died on the cross in Jerusalem was called Arioc, A-A-R-I-O-C. He was brought by us the desert of Judea, having volunteered to change his physical body. Thus, he abandoned his hermaphrodite body, nine feet tall, don't forget, which had lived some considerable time on Pyruba and took on the body of Christ, created for him by our Thyori. They created human bodies, yes, that's right. By so doing, he maintained totally the knowledge he possessed in Thyori. On Thyroba. In other words, he remembered everything, all his past lives, everything. Why couldn't he have remained in the body and simply reduced it in size as Latoli and Biastra did, the other two extraterrestrials that he knew, and they transformed their bodies because they can, their cells can be regenerated. But that's another story, so let me just continue on. In front of me, could he have stayed long enough in a shrunken body? And they were able to do that with their minds, apparently. Or maybe some other kind of technology. Kind of technology, possibly. Helping him do that. There was another problem, Michael. He had to resemble a human being from Earth in all respects. And since we are hermaphrodites, like transgenders, we couldn't risk the Hebrews noticing that this messenger from God was half-female. We can regenerate our body at will, which is why you've seen so few children on fire Uba. We can also create a body, as I have just explained, and we can reduce it in size. Don't look at me like that, Michael. I realize that it is difficult for you to assimilate all this and to believe what I tell you, but we've already revealed enough for you to know. I'm going to take a drink of water. that we are capable of mastering most natural phenomena. Jesus, who came from Thyuba, was taken by us into the desert, and you know what followed. He knew that he would come up against numerous difficulties and that he was going to be crucified. He knew all, for he had previewed his life with us, but he had done so as an astral body and a physical body. That's the difference between 
than being born into this world, you see. You remember, just as you will remember and will always remember, you went back in time, a glimpse, and the glimpses of your previous lives. The visions I repeat, physical bodies are not erased in the way that vision is seen by astral body with the higher self. The higher self meaning, I think, the mother and father God. Thus, he knew all and knew exactly what to do. Of course, he had the power to resuscitate the dead, cure the blind and the deaf, and when he was crucified and dead, we were there to take him away and revive him. We rolled the stone from the tomb, the tomb. We rolled the stone from the tomb, quickly took him to our spacecraft, which was positioned nearby, and there revived him. At the right moment, he appeared again, thereby providing his immortality. And not because of repentance of sins, because he came back to life. Come on now. And regenerating hope among the people by persuading them that they did belong to the Creator and that each of us possesses a spark of his or her divinity. So all his miracles were performed in order to prove that what he preached was true, said Michael. Yes, because the Hebrews and the Romans would never have believed him if he hadn't proven himself. There was a very good example of the strength of skepticism among people on earth regarding the Shroud of Turin. Although millions believe in the coming of Jesus and practice more or less Christian religions, they were anxious to hear the results of research by experts into whether or not the shroud covered Christ after his death. We now know the answer to this. However, people seek proof and more proof and still more proof, for doubt still exists in their minds. Buddha, an earthling who acquired his understanding through his own study, did not say, as your fellow men do, I believe, but rather I know. Faith is never perfect, but knowledge is. When you return to earth, Michael, and tell your story. The first thing you will be asked for is evidence. If we were to give you, for example, a piece of metal which doesn't exist on Earth, there would always be one among the experts who analyze it who would insist that you prove the metal was not created by a clever alchemist of your acquaintance or some such thing. Michael said, would you give me something as proof? Michael, don't disappoint me. You will have no material proof for precisely the reasons I have just outlined. There would be no point. Faith is nothing compared with knowledge. Buddha knew. And when you return to Earth, you too will be able to say, I know. There is a well-known story of Doubting Thomas, who wanted to touch Christ's wounds. For seeing them with his own eyes did not convince him enough, and yet when he touched them, he was still doubtful. He suspected some kind of magic trick. You know nothing of nature on your planet, Michael. And as soon as something occurs which is little, a little beyond your understanding, everyone claims it is magic. Levitation equals magic. Invisibility equals magic. And yet we are only, because they can do that, levitate themselves and they can make themselves invisible. Yet we are only applying natural laws. Rather, you should say, levitation knowledge, and invisibility equals knowledge. 
So Christ was sent to earth to preach love and spirituality. We had to contend with people who were not highly evolved, speaking to them in parables. When he tipped over the merchant's tables at the temple, angry for the first time, only time, he was making a statement against money. His mission was to the, his mission was to impart. I've got the wind here, kind of blowing my pages around. His mission was to impart a message of love and goodness, love one another, and also to enlighten the people in regard to the reincarnation of astral bodies and immortality. This was all distorted by priests in the time that followed numerous disagreements led to the rise of the many sects which claimed to follow the teachings of Christ. Christians throughout the centuries have even killed in the name of God. Hey, hey, the Inquisition was a good example, and the Spanish Catholics in Mexico behaved worse than the most savage tribes. All in the name of all in the name of God and Christ. Religions are a veritable curse on your planet, as I have said, and as I have proved. As for the new sects that are springing up and flourishing all over the world, they are based on control by brainwashing. It is terrifying to see young people in spirits throw themselves at the feet of charlatans claiming to be great under ladder are matters of only two things, talking and collecting fabulous sums of money. Case in point, the televangelists. I know they say a lot of good things, but you know all those people are very wealthy because they have the gift of the gab. Now, everyone has that gift. You know what I mean? Well, that's it, my friends. I've read from the book, Abduction to the Ninth Planet. That is my Bible. You should get it. Because it will help you develop yourself spiritually so much. Guarantee it. So, I'll bid you goodbye. Nature of the universe. God, bless us all, everybody. God, please help stop the war in Ukraine, if that could be your will. And I love you. Forgive me if I offended you in any way. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.